Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a global original podcast. What's going on today? Today, it's, it's a good one today, actually, because we're talking about um, how you explain to your kids that your beloved family pet has sadly died. Oh, no. And obviously the preceding questions that accompany it. But also, we are going to be talking about, in during the Kids Dicks section, we're going to talk about what's the most annoying thing that your child or children have done during lockdown. Right. Okay. There's some funny stories over on Dad's Net. Um, we've got a confession, I imagine. We do, yes. We also have a confession, and we probably have some new tech from JK. But um, well, because it's pets today, I've st- I'm still racking my brains. I'd like to keep it themed, so I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of pet tech that that I've got and that I've used. Today might be the day where it, it's something I don't own, but a mate does or something. So I'm still, as we're going on, I'm still thinking about it. So just just bear with me. Okay, right, mate. All right, no worries. Sounds like you're a little unprepared. Uh, just slightly unprepared, yes. Yeah, because I spent the majority of this time just waiting for a drill to stop next door. <laughs> That's what I've been doing, all right? All right, okay. Actually, no, I had a tip trip today. A tip trip? Yeah. Did you have to book in? Yes, you have to. So at the current time of this recording, which is um, the 2nd of July, which is a Thursday, 2020, I feel like I'm in Back to the Future. Um, yeah, yeah, you have to book. So my my allocated time slot was 10.45 this morning. Um, and I got there. It was. It's really quiet. So basically, what, the reason you have to book now is because you, ha- you literally have a bay to yourself. And then there's two bays which you can't have. So... And, and what they've done now, the tip oh, right. is, you have got um, a non-recyclable, which is for everything, and then you've got a green waste, and that's it. There's no other, there's no other recycling going on, so you have two bins to yourself. Wow. I mean, huge crates. You know, you know the ones that are on the back of lorries. So it's not it's not quite. Um, it's a better tip experience than normal. I love a tip trip. It's one of my favourite yeah. things. Charlie knows that I love a tip trip, but I get I get a bit anxious leading up to the tip trip because I know I've got to drop the back down of the car. I've got to take car seats out, the kids' car seats, which yeah. which stresses it's, me out. It's a big thing. It is a big thing. I genuinely don't think my wife understands how big <laughs> a tip trip journey is. No, they don't. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what I resorted to, and this is a good tip. Very but good. Not different, different kind of tip. Yeah. Um, is is general say uh, take, take basically have a pile down the driveway where she's in a corner where she's like, that's what we yeah, do, anything yeah. that needs to go to the tip, 
chuck it in the put in the pile. And then she's like, "Are you going to do the tip?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries." A couple weeks later, Al, that, that pile's getting bigger. Are you, are you going to are you going to do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. Anyway, it gets to a point where it's so big that number one, it won't fit in the car, and number two, it warrants me paying somebody with a pickup 50 quid to come and clear it. <laughs> what, because it's too much for a tip trip? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now it's two tip trips and that's just, whoa, whoa, whoa that's just way too much. Well, well, my worry was that um, obviously I've, yeah, I've got an allocated slot, so I've got to make sure that I don't, like you say, to make too much of a pile because I can't fit it all in my car. So the last minute today at around about 10 past 10, I was trimming bushes. <laughs> so I was doing all that because, stop it. I had to do all that and get all that in there as well, but I had to, I couldn't trim too much because there was only, you know, a certain amount of space in the back of the car. So this is the kind of stress that us guys are under. Yes, I know. I know women do the tip trips as well. I understand that, but I'm talking from a personal point of view. It is stressful leading up to a tip trip and and we haven't got a side entrance to the house. We've got to go through the house. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is a pain in the ass. It's, it's a stress. Tip trips are a stress. Can I just put yeah. it out there? Do you, do you block out like a whole morning as well? <laughs> well, I already had the allocated time, didn't I? So it was uh, it was ten forty five. Well, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, but I mean, like, did you did you get up at eight forty five? Like, uh, Charlie, I no, can't do anything else. No. I've got to get ready for the tip. On in normal in normal circumstances, yes, but no, because I had to take Noah to school first, so I had to get a school run in and then get all the stuff in the car ready for 10.45. That's that's a quick turnaround, Al. Mate, mate, that was a pressured tip trip. Well, the, the, this tip trip actually leads on to what we're talking about today. It was quite a sad tip trip because I had to get you rid... You took your dead pet in it? No, no, no. I've still got, <laughs> we've still got Isla's ashes, our, our lovely yellow Labrador's ashes. I think she... How long ago did she die now? Was it probably about three, four weeks ago? Her ashes? We need to, okay, let's put a pin in that. Well, I'll, I'll let, ask that let, question let me later. just explain then why it's a difficult tip trip this time because I had to get rid of the kennel today. So I had to get the kennel mm. up in pieces and that went on today's tip trip because, yeah. you know, my, my beloved Isla, our beloved Isla, sadly yeah. passed away like three or four weeks ago. So that's why today's tip trip is, the, the story is, is up Emotional. To, to this episode of Don't Tell Your Mum. Do you think that we could cram in the words tip trip just a little bit more into this section? <laughs> I think tip trip should be more on the end of people's tongues and thoughts. Yes. A tip trip is, like I said, it's a stressful experience. Let people know about this. Yeah, those tip trips. Well, if you want to let us know about yeah. your stressful tip trips, yeah, you can do you can you can join the conversation on tip trips <laughs> um dadsnet.com or you can find us on social media at the dadsnet on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook with a big Facebook community. It's over 17,000 dads part of that community now. It's crazy. If if um, there's but- enough tip trip chat and and this is mainly about I want dads to come on and tell us about their stress of a tip trip and how much their partners don't understand and how much, well, yes, we love a tip trip. We do, but it's stressful. So if you want to get in contact with us about that, we'll do a special feature next week. Okay. Here's the last thing I just want to ask you before we move on to the confession. Okay. Have you ever been at the tip and you've got something in your hands and you're looking at the different boxes and you're thinking, where does this go? <laughs> At which point you think, ah, sod it. I'll just chuck it in the house. In the non-recyclable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly yeah. what. <laughs> no, what, what, what bad, that's why today's trip was actually brilliant because you only had two bins to choose from. That's it. But no, usually yeah. uh, what, what I tend to do is if I've got something else in the car and I'm not quite sure what to do with it, 
I'll cover it with like a bin liner and then just throw yeah. it into yeah the and hope that waste. the guys don't see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. We all do it. We all do it. Right. Anyway, so there you go. Let's crack on. Let's get a confession on, shall we? Let's do it. Welcome back. You join us in the confessional to hear the stories about being a father, the pitfalls of parenting. Hang on. Reading the wrong, reading the wrong script. What are you doing? Hang on a minute. Welcome. You join us back in the confessional to hear the embarrassing, the shameful and the unforgivable stories of being a parent at its very worst. This week we have a dad. His name is Toby. Oh, is, 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 is this he, his real name? Well, who knows? It could well be. It could well be. But no surname, so doesn't narrow it down that much okay um but we it's a good story we're gonna read it and then we're going to see whether we give him a dad free pass or not okay okay are you ready i'm ready here it is dear jk and al my 17 month old has just been has only been walking for a month or so and we live on quite a bit of land in the country probably grew up on a farm like you jay did i did uh, does this guy know that i i grew up on a farm <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe maybe there are people out there uh, that don't know this <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who <laughs> um anyway so grew uh, quite a bit of land in the country so i was used to leaving the front door open and letting him sit and play on the porch so he'd get some fresh air and he would push his toy cars around He couldn't go down the steps because he couldn't walk uh, and I could pick up the toys and do some tidying from the living room whilst looking at him out of the window, out of the window. Since he was a beginner walker, I wasn't too terribly concerned that he was on the porch uh, with he playing with his toys. So I said uh, that I'll so I said that I'll start doing the dishwasher and pick up some of his other toys to start tidying. I must have got distracted and let at least four to five minutes pass because when I came back, he wasn't on the porch. I went out to have a look and my, and my, I went out to have a look and my son was in the middle of the street. I thank God every day that it isn't a busy street at all and that and that a nice man stopped his jeep and stood there with him our driveway is very long i don't know how he got down there and how oh god i'm reading this terribly i don't know how he got down there and how i could have been that stupid but i lost 20 years of my life at least i didn't tell my wife and i still feel like the worst dad in the world needless to say he's not allowed on the porch without me by his side anymore Ooh. There you go, mate. Have you ever done that? Have you ever left your kid in one place and then gone and made a cup of tea or somewhere else and then they've gone? Um, we've had, yes, we had one experience with Noah, who's my eldest. And I, it, I wasn't actually at home at the time. Charlie, my wife, was. And because obviously every day I was going out to work and we always made a point of, Daddy's going to work now, bye-bye, see you later, okay, love you, blah, blah, blah. So one, and remember, do you remember the old house we had? So our living room was on the second, it was on the first floor, yeah. wasn't it? Because it's yeah, one of those yeah, townhouses yeah. and the bedrooms were on the top and the kitchen was on the, the ground floor. So one day, um, Charlie just heard Noah saying, mummy, I'm going to work like daddy. And she thought nothing of it. Yeah, he was 
outside the door and walking down the you know our our no road way. like you know like the, like Toby who we just heard her from it our road wasn't really a particularly busy road so we're very thankful that for that but yeah no he wanted to go to work like daddy so he's starting to walk how down far, the street how far did he get well, do you remember there was that point, if you crossed over the road where my house was, the old house, there was that park opposite, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah, yeah So he yeah. was just walking down there. So fortunately, <sighs> Charlie Charlie realised what, but I think she heard the door go and she yeah. was like, Oh, there you go, yeah. Yeah. So. See, that's the thing, like when, I mean, in this guy, in Toby's instance, he didn't think his son could walk. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's gone down the steps, down the drive and in the middle of the street. <laughs> I mean, that's like, like route one to learning how to walk, right? What time to pick, um, eh, to walk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Curious. Won't forget um, that one. <laughs> no. And also there's like this thing, isn't it, where you, this is actually an interesting point where you you will your kids to get to the next milestone, don't you? Do you remember when they're crawling and you're like, oh, just wish it'd walk. Oh, come on, you can yep. do it, you can do it. And then when they get there, you're like, crap, now they can walk. I can't put them down anymore and walk, leave leave them there. You know, there's, you're kind of always willing the next milestone. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just can't wait for him to be at school. And then when he goes to school, you're thinking, crap, I wish he was here all day. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, 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 it's like you're always kind of willing the next thing instead of enjoying that moment. I think which is interesting it's so true we um yeah I don't think I don't think we've ever Ted's ever got that far but I do know people who have front doors that you can just walk in and out of like you just turn the handle and, and kids can get out of them ours ours is like a bolt lock on top so every time it's shut it's you can't open it without doing that top latch so until Ted was tall enough which I mean, I'm barely tall enough. So he's Mate, join it. We're in the same club. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, um, it, you know, he, he couldn't really get out of that door. But I think, that, you know, I know people who have latches or like handles that are really low down, you know, kind of my waist height, which is most people's knee height. And, um, and it's, they, and people can just go in and out. The kids can go in and out the doors. It's, it's, I think you do have to be conscious of it, especially when they start getting mobile, they yeah. blighters. Well, for, from my point of view, Toby is is totally forgiven because this sort of stuff happens all the time. And let's be thankful that actually nothing, um, you know, nothing bad happened. And it's a lesson to be learnt. We now know that the the kid can walk, and we now make sure that we put some sort of um, bolt on the door which they can't reach, which is high up. We that's what you know. It, it's easily solved. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I I forgive as well. I can completely understand it. You know, you got distracted. You weren't expecting him to go. And also, I think it's quite nice that you just sit him on the porch. You know, you've probably got the sunlight, fresh air, watching the world yeah. go by. Oh, I think that's nice. That's lovely. <laughs> there you go, Billy. Forgiven on all accounts. Look that at wasn't that. nice and easy, that wasn't lovely, it? Lovely, all forgiven and all <laughs> lovely. <laughs> is that is that the voice you use? Isn't like lovely, kids? all forgiven and lovely. Oh, Luna, isn't oh, lovely Luna, lovely. Well done, everyone. <laughs> lovely. Bath time, Luna. Bath time, Charlie. Charlie, what's for dinner? Come on, then. Come on, Jay. If you speak to me like that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you've been in my house, have you? Yeah, okay, right then. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, if you want to share a confession, please do email it into us. You can do that at dadsnet.com forward slash confessions or just go to dadsnet.com. There's a, there's a dad podcast tab. Um, send it in. We, we really do enjoy reading them we, and just just send in your stories because they're, they're really good um, and we would love to read it out on the show as well. Coming up! We are going to be talking about the most annoying thing your children have done during lockdown. 
we're talking about the most annoying thing your kid has done during lockdown because when we don't have a guest we like to have a little section called kids, kids are dicks, are dicks. Yeah. So, um, Jay, I, I mean, I've, um, there's a few things on my mind that would be great to get off my chest. But do you want to go first? Anything, anything that's coming to uh, to mind about the kids during lockdown? Mess. The absolute frigging mess that that is created during lockdown. Now, you know, we, we know kids make mess. We understand that. And if we're really, really good, some of us have can can teach our kids to tidy up after themselves. If they're you know if they're old enough, Noah is great at tidying 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 up after himself. Luna, who's only two, granted, is not so is not not so good. Noah forgets a lot. I'll say, Noah, can you tidy up? And he'll go, yeah, and he'll start. And then he'll find a Spider-Man toy that he's found under the sofa. And then he'll start playing with that and stop tidying up. So, you know, which, I, yeah. I, you know I get that. I do get that. However, the mess is starting to stress me out and, 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 and annoy me now. Yeah, mess is mess is... Very frustrating. You feel like you just go from room to room to pick up after your kids. Like, it, uh, I'm like, I keep saying, can, can we not just, okay, you can keep a few toys out, but can we not tidy up as we go? But apparently, kids aren't built like that. No. <laughs> no. Were you like that, though? Were you like that? I can't even remember. I, I played, like, You were just I, out, outside. I was, well, because I, I grew up on a farm, Al. Um, I was mainly outside, free to roam with my nine dogs. So that's that's what I used to do. Oh, mate! So there wasn't any mess except dog mess. Yeah, but I cleared that up. <laughs> I had to. They're my dogs. Did you did you just flick it with a stick, or did you actually use poo bag? How dare you! I was very respectful. Well, <laughs> was our land? Stick and flick is a thing. Stick and flick is a thing. You like can't. in our local woods. No, in our local woods, it says stick and flick, or or bag and gag, or something. Stick and flick. Where are you sticking it? No, you, you you get a, a stick and you flick it into the hedgerow or the bushes or wherever. What about if Teddy wants to go and explore in that hedgerow? I'm just saying what this sign says. So you're saying you don't do it? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Never done it. Never it's done one it. Uh, again. I know we're talking about pets on this episode. That is the one thing that. Oh. Yeah, genuinely, if I see someone leaving no. it, it it can get ugly. No, 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 no. There is something worse than 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 leaving it. There is something worse. Do you know where I'm going with this? Um, no. Right. the The only thing worse than people not picking up their dog poo after them is when they pick up their dog poo in a bag. And then they tie a knot in the bag and then they hang the bag oh. on a fence or a branch and then they walk off. I mean, it's, it's your dog's, it's your dog's shit. Yeah. Take but it. But also like, now what you've done is you've taken something that is biodegradable, granted after a long period of time, but it is biodegradable, it will break down. And now you've put it into a plastic bag that isn't biodegradable and hung it on a fence. Just leave it on the floor if you're going to be, leaving it on the floor is surely better than that anyway. But you've, you you've done most of the work. You've got exactly. the bag out, you've picked yeah. the shit up, and then yeah. all you have to, the next thing you have to do is just take it to your car, leave it in the boot, so it, you know, or double bag it so it doesn't smell. Do what I used to do, while well, we still got them, because the dog didn't die that long ago. Get the lavender f- scented bags so it doesn't stink. <laughs> Triple bag if you need to. Put it in the back of the boot, get home, dispose of it. Yeah. Responsibly. Oh, 
I know, I know, I know. Right, okay, so here's the things that that, that were on my list of the most annoying things during lockdown from from the kids. Number one is they've ate everything. (laughs) Everything in the house. And it's like, you know, shopping is is a challenge. You know, if you can get a delivery, great, you've done well, okay, but you're you're limited with Tesco in in particular. You're limited to 80 items, right? And, And we can't get them that often, but... You know, the delivery will come. We'll go, oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, new new bag of apples. All perfect. Put them in the fruit bowl. That's great. Half an hour later, gone. It's like, <laughs> this is supposed to last us a week. <laughs> it's gone. And, you know, they, I swear that, I mean, they don't eat these norm, like, nor, normal times when they're at school or whatever. They don't eat. They don't eat that much. So yeah. why is it now that you can you can have a delivery on the morn in the morning and by tea time there's nothing in the freaking fridge? Who's who's eating the most during lockdown in your house? Oh, is it you? It's, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're moaning about you? <laughs> yeah, no, basically. Yeah, I mean, check check out the uh, the lockdown dad bod. It's now gone from another size. Oh, on that, I've actually got a TRX that I'm training now. Anyway, that's an aside. We talked about this but, last week. Oh, did we? Yeah, yeah it's been going well. Anyway, yeah, they're just eating, 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 eating. Uh, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Biggest tip, and I learned this too late. But the biggest tip was that in the morning, fill a bottle of water up, put it on the side, and then get a little bowl, and in it I'll put one apple, one fruit winder, one Kit Kat, and what you know, a couple of grapes or whatever, something else, you know. And then like, that's your snack. That's your snack bowl. You can eat anything from that bowl. Yeah, and you can eat it whenever when you gone. want, but that's yeah, it when for it's the gone, day. It's gone. Exactly. I like that. So idea. we've we've tried that a couple of times. But yeah, they just eat. The second thing, which is the most annoying thing, is very early on in lockdown, we started in the morning building dens mm. and um and like forts. And we've got a lot of blankets in the living room. Anyway, we started off just building one for the dog, Patch the dog. And he's only a sausage dog and he sits on the sofa. So it's basically kind of just like propping a blanket over the pillows that are already there. Yeah. It was really easy. It was really low key. Gradually, Ted has become more and more dissatisfied with the level of quality <laughs> of these dens. And so as lockdown's gone on, no one, like it's so infuriating because something that's lovely, making a den with your son. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every morning now, he's just not satisfied. So he's like, all right, yeah, let's make another den. He's like, yeah, but not like yesterday, daddy. I would like one that has an escalator inside it, please. And you're like, Jesus. Okay, right, Ted, we, we probably can't do this. Like, but should we try? It's like, well, I mean, that's, you, you well, like his attitude, let's try. There's yeah. no such word as yeah. can't, Daddy. Well, yeah. Or, or like you'll say, right, Daddy, I want one that I can walk under without my head hitting the roof. Right, okay, so now we're turning the entire living room into a den. The amount of times that Jen's come down or, or like lunchtime, we can't sit down on the sofa because there's a den, a full-size den. It's so frustrating. It's, it's driven me insane. I've got another one. Um, n- now Noah seems to hog the remote control. He's five years old. And he knows, but I, what, do you know what frustrates? I don't mind that so much because I love the fact that he's, he's experimenting. You know that I like tech. Shh, don't tell your mum. Um, and you know, I love the fact that he's getting into tech. You know, we've I've given him one of my old iPhone fives now and he can pretty much work it. No worries whatsoever. So I like yeah. that he's experiencing tech because I firmly believe that kids and tech is a good thing because in the future, it's only going to get more technical that, you know, that's my sort of approach. So, but now he's, he's got the remote control, but the remote control is like, um, one of his P 
plastic dinosaurs that he's got. He doesn't understand that it's... So it's an LG remote control. It's called a magic remote. So LG, if you've got an LG TV, you know about this. It's one where it points and it's um, it's a bit like, you know, like the Wii, how it, it reacts to... I can't remember. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pointer one, a point and click. So you'd be... You, yeah. It's, a little, uh, it's like a mouse. But he doesn't understand that if that remote control gets broken, that's between 60 and 100 pounds to replace. And this is, you know, it's not, it's not like his plastic dinosaur, which is 20p to replace. It's, it's like 80 quid and he doesn't understand this. So that's my frustration. <laughs> the fact that he's, he's like an old man now with the remote, but he's just not respecting the, re- the remote. <laughs> Respect, Respect the remote. the remote, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I have said that. <laughs> Brilliant. Respect the remote. Respect yeah, the remote. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They generally don't have any concept of money and breaking things, no, though. They no, really don't. Not at all. Not one bit. Um, well, we threw this open to Dad's net. We've got some corkers here. I mean, the very first thing. Um, the question was, what's the most annoying thing your child has done during lockdown? The first comment was breathed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is getting to that stage where you like everything that they do. Um, but there's some good ones here. So this guy, um, he said. Uh, having introduced my three-year-old daughter to the delights of shellfish, a jar of cockles, uh, a particularly special moment was when she screamed, Daddy, I want cock. I love cock in Tesco's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then someone's commented, this is from Thomas, uh, my daughter loves Dairyly Dunkers, which she calls Cheesy Sticks. Unfortunately, this comes out as a habit of telling strangers she loves cheesy dicks. It's classic. Um, this was frustrating from Dan. It says um, that his kid stuck playing cards in the Xbox, shit in his shoes, pulled the curtains down, and the worst was the shit. And the worst was the shit art that the youngest decided to do on his walls whilst I was at work. He drew all over the walls. <laughs> uh, James, uh, his child emptied emptied his partner's makeup and lipstick. Uh, and lipstick house and repainted the carpets, bathroom, walls, beds, including themselves. It took hours to clean at late, late at night. Oh, <laughs> really? man. Uh, Lee says, shot me with the Nerf guns while I'm on conference calls with customers. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just on a, on a Zoom and you go... <laughs> Have you seen the ones doing the rounds at the moment? Have you seen the... Um... Uh, the BBC one of late, which there's a there's no. a little girl, and so the, I can't remember. This this woman is very important, and she's obviously in like the the eaves, the the converted loft room. She's chatting to like BBC News, and all of a sudden, um, her daughter comes in, and she's obviously um she's obviously drawn um a picture of a unicorn, and she comes in and she yeah. keeps and she asks them, and she goes, "Mummy, I'm not quite sure where I should put this picture of the of the unicorn." So she tries to put it on a shelf behind her. This is while she's doing this chat to this newsreader a bit on the BBC, and in the yeah. end, the um she comes up and she goes, "What's his name, Mummy?" <laughs> Pointing to the newsreader, and I think his name was Christian. She goes, "That's Christian." Okay, and, and, and she goes, "Where do you think I should hang? Where, where do you think I should put this picture of a unicorn?" <laughs> And he goes, well, I think over there where you where you had it originally is fantastic. So why don't you do that? And then she trundles off and puts it over there. It oh, is fantastic. Classic. classic. I know so many people must have stories from Zoom calls or Skype calls or whatever. Oh, I just love it. 
Um, Jonathan says that um, their child used their household products, food coloring, and the most critical flour to conduct various contraband experiments found online that have ruined the sofa carpets and several walls. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Horner, that they ate constantly. There you go. So it's not just me. Yeah, they do. Um, their child, this is from Matt, his child learned how to print from the iPad and how to delete programs off of Sky Planner. <laughs> That's annoying, isn't it? You go, you go, sit, sit down, nice beer or a cup of tea, sit down to watch your programme, it's gone. <laughs> Bloody kids. I'm sure it was there. That's when you yeah. show it to your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have you deleted you must, my Sky Q? You must have done it. <laughs> and, oh. then, and then Noah's standing in the background with the remote. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there you go. So, yeah, do do send in your uh, your um, examples of how the kids have been annoying you during lockdown. Um, or you can join the conversation over on the Dad's Net community group. It's on Facebook. Just search Dad's Net on Facebook and uh, request to join. It's a great group. Loads of people chatting in there. Um, right, coming up, we're going to be talking about pets, what happens when they die, how you explain it to the kids, and all of the preceding questions that follow afterwards, including how you managed to get, how you what you did to get, ashes of your oh yeah um, yeah your dog well it's been, it's, been, it's been such a long time since i've lost a dog and i don't know if you know but i grew up on a farm and i had like loads of dogs um so I'd, it's been a long time since i've had to actually put you know put a dog to sleep so um yes we will chat about that in a minute So I think it was probably about three or four weeks ago now, we lost our beloved pet, Isla, who is, uh, who was, uh, see, it's really weird. I'm, I'm still having those sort of problems. I'm saying is, as if she's still here, um, who was a yellow Labrador. And um, we had a, so the, the story behind Isla is a very weird one. Um, so my next door neighbor, when I used to live in, um, in Buckinghamshire, I was living at the time, my next door neighbor, she, um, she was called Amy. And she was a lovely, lovely, lovely lady. And she, her job was she was a she looked after dogs. So she it was kind of like a kennels, and she was a dog walker. And so that's what she that's what she did for a living. So when I was I think I was working where was I working at the time? I think I was working at Radio One. So when I used to go in, she would look after my dog Jasper. I had a black Labrador then. And then, so that was the arrangement. When I was working mm-hmm. long days, Jasper would go next door to Amy's and play with all the other dogs. So it was perfect, absolutely perfect. And then um, one day, Amy came to me and she said, um, uh, "Do you know that Jasper, your your black Labrador, gets on really well with Isla, the the yellow Labrador? I mean, like they're kind of inseparable." And she showed me some videos and some pictures and stuff, and they they absolutely adored each other, which I thought was really really nice. And, and now and again, um, Isla would come in to my garden and play with Jasper if I was there. That's what the, that's what they were like. Then roll on probably, I think a month or two months or later, and uh, Amy knocked on my door. That that was the, my next door neighbor's name. She said. Jay, um, this is a real weird predicament. You don't have to say yes, but um, Isla's owners, so Isla, Isla and Millie, so Isla, Millie was Isla's mum. They used to be with Amy, you know, Amy would look after them while the owners were doing, while they were working as well. But yeah. one day the owners went to Florida and never came back. They just, they just never returned. <laughs> yeah, I know. How <laughs> bloody freaky is that? So there's Millie and there's Isla that's just left with Amy. And she's like, well, you know, I, I, I probably could keep Millie, but I can't really 
keep them both because she had a lot. She had like three or four Labradors anyway. So obviously the the question was Isla and Jasper get on really well. Will you have her? So that's how I got hold of Isla. He said yes. If I didn't have her, James Stewart would. No, is it James? J- no, I work with James Stewart. Not who's the racing driver? Jackie Stewart. Jackie Stewart. Jackie Stewart. Yeah, Jackie Stewart. Yeah, yeah. So randomly, she knew Jackie Stewart. So Jackie Stewart was going to have Isla if I didn't have her. <laughs> I know this is really freaky. So I was like, no, no, Jackie Stewart's not having her. I'm no having way. her because she gets on well with Jasper. I'm having her. So, um, so that's how I got a hold of Isla. There is actually another great story that I'll tell you in a second. Just remind me of the story about um, her daughter, Mabel, Isla's daughter, right. when she had pups. Remind me about that because that's quite funny. So, um, yeah, so that's... And then I had Isla when she was four and we've, we've had her ever since. Um, there was a, a little point where she was very, very poorly. We had to have pretty much the whole of her womb taken out. She had pancreatitis. And our vet, Charles, mm. at the time said, look, this is, she was nine when she had this operation. He was like, you'll be lucky if she lives for a couple of years, maybe. Let's see how she gets on. Anyway, so six years later and she's still going. So... And yeah, we um yeah, I had to do you had to do the whole basically she had a she had a, a stroke in her spine. And this is a common occurrence yeah. with dogs. So just basically her back legs just totally went. And that's yeah. it. When that happens, there's there's when a dog's you know, a Labrador usually lasts ten to twelve years. When a dog's fifteen and she's paralyzed from the back. She can't wee, she can't yeah. poo. I had to literally carry her to go to the toilet. The time was the time was right. Um and yeah, it was it's been one of the most horrendous things I've had to do. Like Charlie is still, she's still, I, I can st- still walk into a room and she's got tears in her eyes because she's still sad yeah. that, that, that our dog's gone. We've kept her collar and we've both admitted to when we're sad about her, we'll pick the, co- I've hung the collar in the kitchen where she used to sleep and we, we actually get the collar up and we sniff the collar every now and again because <laughs> we, we literally miss her so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, the, and like Noah obviously is five, so he gets it more than Luna, who's two. But we, yeah, we are we were absolutely heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken. And yeah, this is the whole point so, of talking about how we explain it to kids. Yeah, what did so? What did you say to the kids? Because yours is slightly different in that you knew it was coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, we obviously knew. So were you able to prepare them? We, we, yeah, we, we did sort of say to Noah that, you know, that, you know, Isla won't be around forever. And I think, you know, he does sort of understand the concept of, of death at the moment. And he, I think he obviously understands the concept of heaven, whether or not I believe in that is, is different. But I think it's good for, you know, for children, this very sort of vulnerable age to, to have hope. Um, so he, yeah, he just thinks, cause obviously we, we, we lost, Charlie lost her nan as well, not so long ago. So we've kind of been through death there as well. And yeah, I think I love it when he says, I, I, I hope great nanny is, is looking after Isla and they're having lovely walks together. And that's, you know, for me, that's comfort that that's what he believes. Mm. And I, that's lovely. So yeah, Noah, Noah understands that we will never see Isla again. Luna kind of Luna still speaks as if Isla is still um, around and still our pet, and so yeah, yeah. both very different. Was was he was Noah upset? Like, did he cry and stuff? Um, I didn't see no. I didn't see Noah cry. I think Noah is a very um, he's a very very sort of he's very grown up for his age. Noah, he's very, um, compassionate. He's very, his, his empathy is incredible. And he, I would see him sometimes consoling mum, 
you know, consoling Charlie. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's incredible like that. Um, but yes, he, of course he's upset. He, you know, he, he does, mm. he does know the, the whole thing that we're never going to see her again. Um, yeah. But yeah. Cause we, we, t- Ted overthinks stuff all the time. Like yep. He's, v- he's an incredibly thoughtful boy and pensive. Like he's constantly kind of, just thinking what might happen or what could happen or the outcome. And then you're like, man, just stop thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's much, much easier. <laughs> Look at yeah. your dad. It's much easier. That's, that's exactly what I'm like. Charlie's like, yeah. do, do you think about much Jay? Um, nah. uh, well, I've got to do that tip trip tomorrow, but apart from that, um, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing really. Not really. Um, do you know those moments where you're just sat there kind of looking and then your partner might say, what are you thinking? And then you have to, you, you have to then either kind of go, uh, think of my feet, think of my feet. Oh, I was just thinking about, uh, Pythagoras's theorem and the, the way the constellation, you know, something intelligent. Whereas most of the time I'm just like, uh, nothing. <laughs> in, basically in my head is that scene from the great escape where Steve McQueen is in, in the isolation cell with that ball. And he's just going, with the, with the ball that's it that's all that goes around in my head <laughs> you really don't want to be honest do you? You, you you don't really want to be honest and say well I'm actually thinking I've got the tip trip tomorrow and I'm just wondering if I can get everything in the back of the car they don't really want to hear yeah. that do they <laughs> yeah and one do you reckon I can pick some donuts up on the way back yeah <laughs> time i think i've got time but anyway ted overthinks stuff so he's when he's when jen's granddad died we're going back ted was only two or three so but he, he still talks about his granddad saying oh i miss i miss grandpa eric and you think whoa you were like i think it was like two and a half at mm. the time and thinking wow like he, he went to see him every week so he knew him really well but it's you know ted still he's still got that and like there are moments where he sort of says or oh, what happens when when you and daddy die will you will you and daddy die you know this guy you know he's thinking about that kind of stuff I'm like mm. bloody hell ted just don't think about it yeah <laughs> you don't need to fill your head with that anyway he, we had a hamster and I won't tell you the whole story. I won't bore you with it. But the hamster died. And for about three minutes, like we'd only had it a few weeks, to be honest, it was a bit of a disaster. But um, Ted cried. Like that was his kind of natural response. But then within 10 minutes, we were burying it and he was asking whether we could dissect it to learn about his body. And <laughs> so, so it's like his instant reaction was, I'm upset and I'm sad. And this is an emotion that feels a bit strange. But then I guess as but then he was over it. So I mean it was very different because it you know it wasn't like a like patch for example. It's very it's very different with a with a family dog and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know how because the problem with explaining it is is that the is that it's the questions that come after it because if you could because when they link it to a human and that's when you're like oh god this is now going to go. I don't know how this is going to go. Like yeah. you can say, oh, in doggy heaven or he's asleep or whatever. But then they start thinking. And actually there's someone in the dad's name who said this. We'll come on to that in a minute. So, so who said that? It's like all of a sudden they started thinking, well, hang on a minute. My, Daddy said that um, the dog was very old and that's why it died. My grand, grandma's very old. Yeah, but yeah, kids do. Is she, is she yeah. going to die? Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, like, they're, they're linking the fact that the animal died. Well, does that mean that my grandma's going to die? Yeah. Or my mom, or my mm. dad, or my brother? And and that's where you, you, you kind of have to... That's the difficult bit, I think. Yeah. Can you think back to... Did, did you have pets growing up? No. 
Um, my brother had a snake and a lizard. Oh, oh you you were the freaky family. All right, got you. <laughs> so I didn't. Re- well, I, you see, I, I've known Al for a long time, but I didn't realise that growing up they were the Adams family, which is very peculiar. Um, oh, my brother was into reptiles. That's all. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you see, I, I can. Wasn't. I had. I had loads of. We had loads of pets, but I never remember it being as bad as it was, you know, three, four weeks ago. Um, yeah. And I probably because my dad did all of that sort of stuff. You know, if we had a poorly dog, then off, off, but, you know, off the dog went with dad to the vet. So. Yeah. Mm. But also, do you think that you, you feel it more now because of Noah and Luna? Yeah. Because this is my family, you know, the, yeah. these, do you the, see what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I've always been a firm believer that a pet is such a lovely thing for a family. It's good that, yeah. you know, Noah has responsibility of every morning he goes in and he feeds Isla you know he goes and gets yeah. the, the food and Luna yeah it's I the best know. thing we've ever done oh yeah and and, and the, you yeah. know Luna if we brush Isla then Luna helps to brush Isla you know that's the, I think yeah. that's such lovely but then they are and anyone that says that um, but your dog it's not a kid oh, it's not it's not part of your family it's just a dog isn't it no, absolutely not this is an extension mm. of your family you know that yeah. for me like the little things now that I'm doing. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I would do is say good morning to Isla and I would open the back door. And this is what you think you forget. Routine can be a killer. Routine can be an extremely sad experience because I'm mm. not getting up anymore. I don't have to open that back door anymore. I don't have to pull yeah. up the blinds. I don't have to find 36 keys to open our security anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's those sort of things. I don't have to go into the kitchen where, a, where a food was that so she had a special cupboard. You know, I don't have to go and pull that out anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I'm interested to know, how did you, and I've never been in this situation, but how did you get the ashes? Like was cremation, so, presumably. Well, I don't, you, this, I this is the first thing that I've ever done when it regarding, you know, having to, to put a pet down because in Back in our time, my dad would either just bring the dog back and we'd bury it in the garden because we, don't know if you know, we lived on a farm, so we had lots of land. <laughs> so we would just find a place and do it. Even even at the old house growing up where me and my brother and uh, my dad, you know, lived, there's there are, there are two or three dogs in that garden. It's a bloody small garden as well, but that's what we did. But obviously we can't do that in this garden. You know, you've seen this garden. It's just, there's nowhere to put you know, a dog and this, we can't, mm. <laughs> here's the thing. We can't dig deep enough because there used to be the, the previous owners had a pool. So you just dig down about what, uh, 20 centimeters or something like that. And yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's brick. So, um, it's pretty much <laughs> like a pool in that garden. Yeah, There was a pool in our garden. It's really, yeah. The garden's tiny. We were spoke, we were speaking like to for the, a pool. the next door neighbors and like, Oh yeah, they used to have a massive pool. You used to have carp in there. I'm like what? <laughs> Really? It's like an archaeology? What is it? An archaeology? I can't say. Yeah, that works. Archaeology. That's the one, yeah. So, um, yeah, so what happens is you go in and Charles will, you know, my vet Charles, who was fantastic. So do you want me to go through the whole process? Would that help anyone? Yeah. I I think think it's quite, see, obviously you go in and because I'd already spoken to Charles on the phone, we know what we're doing. We know that these are going to be. Was it just you? It was just me, yeah, yeah. No, no Charlie would never yeah. be able to do that. Like, just just taking time, just the, knowing that the, it was the final time that I was walking out of my house and I had to carry Isla because she was, obviously mm. she was paralysed at the back. So I, knowing that was the final time, Isla was coming out of the house and then I had to I put her bed in the, in the back of the car and laid her there and Charlie came out with me and she was in tears, I was in tears. But do you know what the worst thing is about, you know, putting down a pet? At least if, you know, th- this doesn't happen with humans, but... They mm. don't know that this is their final moment. 
that's the that's yeah. the really painful thing. They don't know what's coming, and mm. uh, do, do you know what I mean? That's it, that just it, it really freaks me out. It's sort of my brain can't cope with it. So I get there, Charles, my vet says, look, don't worry, I'll take her out. You don't need to do that. I'll take her out. I'll go and take her into the, you know, the vet's room and I will, I'll prepare everything. So I'll give yeah. you, I remember, oh, by the way, this is all during lockdown. So there's social yeah, distancing yeah. going on and stuff like that. So that doesn't help. Um, and then we, we get in there, Charles basically put um, a really nice blanket over the, the, where, the table where we lie Isla. Um, and then he lies her down. She gets, she has a sedative first to make sure that she's not uncomfortable. Apparently the sedative is the most painful part of it because it has to mm. go in a certain place where it reacts quickly. So she has the sedative, then she calms down a lot. We lie her on her side. I'm, I'm constantly holding her at this point. And then they administer what I call the blue liquid. And there's then a lot of, a kind of, lot of co- this kind of coughing, barking, which was not very nice. And then everything, you just feel the whole body just relax. And yeah. then that's, that's the time. That's when everything's done. And then mm-hmm. the vet usually goes, would you like, you know, would you like a moment? So I said, yes. So he goes out, I'm bawling my eyes out. <laughs> and, but then Isla had the last laugh because you, as you know, when, when the whole body's relaxed and muscles are relaxed in that sort of state, she pooed and shit, she shit herself and peed herself. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Isla. <laughs> I mean, this lasting experience. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. not going to forget this Even now, now, am I? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then that was that. I took some pictures. Just I, it's, It seemed weird at the time yeah. taking a picture of, you know, your beloved dead dog. But I just thought, no, I'm going to take some. So I took two pictures, one of my hand and her paw next to each other and one of just her face. And that's, you know. Um, yeah. But it was, it was just you know my vet dealt with it wonderfully and it, when he came back in i was crying and he, he obviously the, the, i don't know when this is going out but he was he looked at me and he said we're not supposed to do this but do you want a hug <laughs> so i was like oh well i got my i had my mask on he had his mask on so um I, yeah. we, had, we had a hug and yeah and then basically he asked you you know cremation and yeah so the dog was cremated uh isla was cremated by herself they all get cremated separately so don't get mixed up and then you go and pick up the ashes when they're ready and bring them back and you pay (laughs) you pay when you pick up the ashes that's another lovely thing you don't have to pay there and then (laughs) yeah just pay whenever you know sort of thing so so yeah that was and that's the whole experience Mm. yeah there you go it's an interesting one. We we obviously got all this to come, but I mean Ted's going to be a bit older. Hopefully, yeah. he's going to be a bit older because yeah. Patch is only three and a half. But is he three and um, a half now, put, Patch? Jeez, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? That is mad. He's lovely though. He's yeah. such a he's such a lovely dog. Um, so we put it out to Dad's net because it's it's something that impacts a lot of families. Um, so and, and I mean a lot of this stuff I'll read out but it's not too dissimilar there's some differences but it's it's all along the same lines but this guy Steve um, his cat died during lockdown his son is five and they just explained that the cat wasn't very well and it wasn't eating and it was in pain and that he had to go to sleep permanently um, his son took it all in and understood um, we let him say a few words to the cat before they took him to the vets um, this guy Matt he says my three watch plenty of animal documentaries circle of life and all that uh fluffy is now worm food <laughs> <laughs> um 
though they've had grandparents die a few years ago, which we really had difficulty explaining, they get it now, um, though, and are quite candid about the way they talk about death, which I, th- I mean, a lot of people here are saying, be honest, be up, be open, don't, you know, don't kind of say he's always oh, just gone on a holiday and all this kind of stuff. Um, Jan told his three-year-old um, that their parents, dog, grandparents, dog Storm, went to live with his mum's mum, which presumably had died. He couldn't think of a better way. Uh, when she, when she's older, I will watch Lion King with her to see what happens. <laughs> Using Lion King to <laughs> to explain this. Up. Um, uh, Tom said uh, that they've gone to the stars. That's what we say to our kids with pets um, and people who have passed. We then choose a star and tell them that they're watching over us all the time, oh, even when we can't see them. That's not a nice. Did anyone? Yeah, I think it's a nice. Did anyone talk about the? There was an expression when I put it on Instagram, um, and I had some incredible, you know, responses and stuff. It was lovely because it's really nice to know that there are other people in the same sort of boat as you, and they like, you know, we we lost our mm. our fur baby you know six months ago and we know exactly what you're going through and that was really really nice but there was an expression which i loved and the expression was that um don't worry because now um your fur baby is now has gone over the rainbow bridge into the sky that a lot of people use that Mm. phrase yeah yeah Yeah. it's nice it's quite um fairy tale like isn't it yeah i'm just checking if that was Um, the right expression this guy, Chris, says that he told his three-year-old that their dog went on a space rocket to see her to see her friends and that from the rocket, she has a big telescope that she can use to look at us and make sure we are safe. <laughs> He's now six and understands it a bit more, but that's but, uh, a bit more about what death is. Um, but this guy, Steve, this is interesting. Another Steve says, be honest and don't say they have gone to sleep as it can scare some kids from going to sleep because obviously they're like well my dog's asleep and never waking up what if i never wake up and therefore scares them from actually going to sleep interesting yeah point i think Uh, yeah that is no that actually yeah um yeah some more stars reference here um yeah i mean it's quite nice i mean some people this is quite a nice well (laughs) i say nice sarcastically it's quite, quite a nice um gif you know um uh, Rocky Four with Dolph Lundgren and uh, yeah. Ivan Drago. And if he dies, he dies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> when he kills no. Apollo. But you, like, you say that, and I'm just looking at a poem here, and this poem here, it says, so let's see, obviously, my, my, my dog was called Isla. So this is a common sort of poem. It says, Isla, meet me at the Rainbow Bridge. When you feel a little lonely and all you want is me, just place a hand upon your heart and you know that's where I'll be. I know how much you're hurting, but remember me and smile. I know we are apart right now, but it's only for a while. Take comfort that I'm happy where the sky is always blue. I'll be waiting at the rainbow bridge when heaven calls for you. That's the, a lot of people are doing the rainbow bridge. Yeah, it's nice. This, this guy as well, Daryl, he says, um, don't mention sleep again. Um, tell them that it happens to all living things eventually. And that they enjoyed living with you and your family. Uh, his kids were devastated when their rabbit died. Um, but they understand it all a bit more. Um, he said, it's awkward when they point out that your mother-in-law is old and will probably die soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, well, you said that earlier, didn't you? Though? That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alan says, liken it to the kind of the life cycle of flowers. Um, and how many die, but then they they reemerge somewhere else. Mm. 
Um, so I mean, yeah, some, some, there's some really good advice in there. Again, the, a real bonus to Dad's Net is that you can put something out here and actually get some really good yeah. advice um, and things you can do that. So you can do that um, the Dad's Net community group on Facebook or reach out on other social media platforms at the Dad's Net. Um, we love hearing from you. So do that. Well, there you go. I'm sorry about Isla, mate. It's, it's, oh, it's, don't be sorry. Yeah, don't be sorry. I know. I know you. Well, I know that comes from a lovely place. But no, we. You know, 15 years. We thought we'd have 10. We didn't think we'd have yeah. those extra five years. They were a bonus. And uh, will, sorry, the the will last you, um, will, <laughs> Zoom calls. You go. The the last. I'd say the last year. Maybe the last two years. You know, she was. I actually said to Charlie about six months ago, maybe less. I said, look, I think we need to get ready because the time is is coming. And she was like, how yeah. do you know? I was like, I, look, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I've got a feeling. You know, I've. I've kind of seen this before and yeah, it's, it, it's not going to be long, but then, you know, like that was six months ago and we were lucky to, to get yeah. to 15. And I think she did, you know, she was two March, January, March, April, May, June. So yeah, she was 15 years and three months. So she did yeah. well. Here's the question to end on. Will you get another dog? And if so, when? Oh, well, we said we'd wait a while, but Charlie already is missing having a dog. Um, really? but I, I think, I think I want to hold, I want to hold for a bit. And I know what people say, you can't replace a dog, blah, blah, blah. No, you can't replace the dog that passed away, but you can bring new life in and you yeah, can have and a you new can replace dog. the routines and, the, and you exactly, can replace yeah. the fact you're going out for walks. Yeah. And, yeah. and also depending on, I don't know what you do. Maybe you're one of those people that, you know, that, that want to go for a breed, but there are so many dogs out there that, that need homes. And we, you know, we didn't have Isla as a puppy. So I'm wondering this time, do I want a dog from a puppy or actually Isla was an absolute dream. And we had her for when she was four years old. And I think yeah. actually she was, te- she was, she spent a little while, maybe a year or so being a gun dog. So she was extremely well trained as well. So there yeah, is actually, yeah. you know, there, I know if people are thinking about having a dog and you, and you've thought seriously about it, but seriously, look at dogs that are older, you know, genuinely there's, the, the training is out the way. They're not going to chew your furniture and suddenly, you know, these dogs need home. So always look at that because we got the best dog ever and she was four. It was fantastic. Yeah, that's good. That's good. good. That was a good chat, man. Like yeah, it's a good chat. And um, we haven't got, we're not going to have time for, um, for any tech because we've, we've been going for a while. But what I will say, I was going to talk about, um, security for dogs. So I was going to talk about, you know, when you leave the house, you know, when you go out on a day trip or whatever, and how you can keep an eye on your dog. So CCTV or that sort of stuff. And I was yeah. going to talk about the Arlo system, which is what I have, but mine's mm-hmm. my Arlo is i I believe it's a bit outdated, but soon I believe there's going to be a fantastic new, all in one sort of security system from hive. So uh, I'm going to hold, and I think I'm going to talk about that when that eventually comes, they've had to, they've had to postpone it due to the pandemic, but I, th- I think it'll, it was supposed to be coming out this summer. So it might be a bit later, but I think I'm going to hold on that. So when that, I get the info on that, I'll talk you through that because that obviously combines with the hive heating, you know, mm. the, the smart home stuff, the, the lights, the thermostats, so I think that's going to be quite an epic piece of tech. So we'll hold on the CCTV yeah. security hold, smart hold, home hold. thing. So, yeah. I'd like one of them. Yeah. Good stuff. There you go. All right, mate. That was good. Well, good. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure that you um, subscribe, download, give us a rating. It's always nice to read those. Um, and, um, and yeah, tell all your friends. Tell all your friends, definitely. 
Global that player. Was the worst outro I think I've ever done. Well, it was very. It was, <laughs> it was almost like you started off like you could be asked, and then you couldn't, which was <laughs> which was great. Um, download Global Player. You can get other podcasts on there as well, and uh, make sure, like you said, Al said, um, you know, tell all your friends about it. Tell your dad mates as well, because only they are going. Only they are going to know about the anxiety of a tip trip. That's all I'm going to say. Till next Wednesday. Goodbye. We still haven't found the out cue yet, have we? We still haven't put that on socials. No, we're terrible. We we're are shit, aren't we? We are. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>